Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm gonna be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also gonna be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining on another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. Of course, I'm Jen, your host, and today I have Morgan from Heck Designs and Photography, and I am so stoked. Her and I have been friends here for a couple of years now. She actually came up to Elizabethtown to do my brand photo shoot a couple of years ago, and she is a gem to get to know. Thank you so much for coming on today, Morgan. Of course, I'm glad I could come on. It's good to see you again, too. Yeah, same here. So to tell y'all a little bit about her, she is a wedding and pet photographer located in Nashville, Tennessee. She started her photography business in 2017 after she saw how she could make a difference in the industry for brides. After that, there was no looking back. She's been hired to photograph weddings and sessions all over the world. She currently has a team of photographers and videographers that help provide an amazing experience for their couples. Morgan lives in the Nashville area with her husband, Matt, and their two dogs, Brutus and Lenny. I love your dogs. They're so cute. I think that's how we initially like really hit it off was talking about our dogs. I think so. I think so. <laughs> we started talking about business and then it turned into dogs, which yeah. is not a shock for either no. of us. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. And I absolutely love your work. I have, I didn't realize, and we've probably talked about this before and I forgot because that's what I do. I did not realize that we started our businesses so closely together. That yeah. So yeah. Cool. I think I had been in business for maybe like six or eight months when you reached out to me about like finding out what would be good for, to offer photographers and things like that. That was when you were like just getting started. That's right. Oh my gosh. I have the worst memory ever. I completely forgot about that. That's right. Cause we had our first, we had a phone call actually. Right. Like where yeah, we chatted yeah. about, about that was when I was still in Ohio too. Oh my goodness. That is so cool. We've yes. like raised our businesses together. We have. <laughs> I know. I was just telling Matt about that yesterday. I was like, I'm going to be on a podcast at 10 o'clock. Please make sure the dogs are quiet. I'm talking to Jen. You don't know her. It's fine. But we've like grown our businesses together. I went up to yeah. Elizabeth Town last year, the year before to mm-hmm. photograph her. So like, just keep the dogs quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I know. It's the, it's, it's a struggle with the dogs. That's why I just stopped bringing my podcast stuff home because trying to record with four dogs in the house and a toddler, it's like the, the lie I tell myself every Friday. I'm like, I'm going to pack up my podcast stuff and I'm going to record at my house. And then my house isn't quiet enough to record it. Are you kidding? No, not with your zoo. <laughs> no, nope. So I don't even know where I want to begin here because I'm so excited about like all of the things because you did a relocation. You moved from Toledo to Nashville. So that's like yep. one thing. And mm-hmm. then you started your photography business basically from scratch just three years ago. And now you have a full yep. team. 
and you yep. do in-person sales. So I'm just like, I don't even know where, where to start. So I'm going to let you like do your thing. Okay. So I guess I'll start with the relocation because that's something that like a lot of people have questions about. So when I started my business, I knew that we were going to be moving within the next like year or so. So I, from the start, started branding myself as a Nashville wedding photographer rather than Ohio. Because if nothing else, I could come down and stay with friends and like, you know, hang out with them uh, because I did go to school here. So I started with that. So all of my SEO, like from the get go was Nashville. Um, But I do throw in some Ohio stuff, especially now because I do have photographers and videographers in Ohio. So they take care of that. So I don't have to do as much of that. But a lot of like my stuff from Ohio now is referral based because I grew up there. So it's a lot of like people I went to high school with or people that are getting referred from other clients that I've had there. But I think like the biggest thing that helped with my relocation was getting involved in Facebook groups in Mm -hmm. Nashville. There's a ton of them. And like, no matter where you're going, there's always going to be Facebook groups. That's why I get to travel so much is because I'm part of so many Facebook groups all over the country. I'm headed to Grand Haven, Michigan this weekend, which is like Grand Rapids area. And then Arizona in two weeks. I have no idea, three weeks. I'm going to Texas next year. Another trip to Arizona, Seattle, Denver. So like, and it's all from like being in Facebook groups in those areas. So I think like that's a big thing. Like if you're struggling with relocation and having to relocate, make sure joining Facebook groups and getting involved and really like setting yourself as an authority in the business is like the biggest thing that's going to help. That's so smart. That's so good. So it's funny that you said Facebook groups because I shock people when I say that 90% of my business, like building my business is from Facebook groups. So I think that's incredible. Like that's how you've built a lot of your business too. I'm 90% of my clients come from Facebook still. That's um, so and that's cool. how we met. It is. Do you remember which group that was? I can't uh, remember. House of Flynn, I think. Uh, good old House of Flynn. <laughs> such a, such a good group of <laughs> girls. It's just very eclectic. That's the right word. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that was like a while ago too. So yeah, it was like, it was definitely good then. Probably coming on three years ago. Yeah. 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 I think December is three years. That is wild. Wild, wild. Okay. So two questions. Where is the furthest you've traveled because of getting a client out of a Facebook group? And where is your favorite place that you've traveled getting a client out of a Facebook group? So Seattle, I think is the furthest I've gone. I mean, I've gone to Paris, but that was like with another photographer, but we had sessions there and we found them on Instagram though, by like searching hashtags. But for Facebook groups, Seattle's the furthest um, or north of Seattle, which is a long ways. And I've been there twice already and I'll be there two more times because I've built relationships there. I think Mount Rainier is probably my favorite place I've traveled. Um, I had an elopement at Mount Rainier this year because of COVID. (laughs) So I, I think that's probably my favorite place I've traveled. Plus 
I've become such good friends with that couple. They like hold a special place in my heart because I love them so much. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we've actually talked about that couple a couple of times because they like lost their venue over some crazy circumstances. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I know that couple because I know you. So I love that. And I love that. I mean, it's a testament to like your ability to tell a story in photographs too, which I think is really cool. Thank you. That was a crazy experience, but then I also had another couple from the same venue. They also lost it and had to change their date and their previous photographer wasn't available. So I took over, but yeah. So crazy. Yeah. I think that's probably my favorite, but I mean, I'm headed to Arizona in a few weeks and that's my first time to Arizona. So we'll see. And it's so different. I think that's the other thing that I've loved about your photography is it's, incredible no matter where you shoot at like it's very different shooting in Seattle than mm-hmm. it is shooting in Ohio or Tennessee or Kentucky like very very different climates very yeah. different landscapes all of them. I mean even from like one side of Tennessee to the other I mean this year alone I shot from Memphis to Gatlinburg and I mean within the same month and they're both like so different I oh, mean Memphis is like pretty flat and kind of like Ohio, we were, well, we were in the city for part of it in a tropical storm. Oh, that was a first for me. <laughs> um, and then Gatlinburg is like mountains and hiking and I mean, totally different. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. The amount of diversity. Love that. I get bored. That's awesome. Okay. So Now that we've chatted a tad about your photography business and growing it, relocating, all of the things, your photography business, even though it's 2020 and 2020 has been like an ish show, has grown a lot this year. So talk to me about what the growth looks like, how how that's happened, and then how your team has grown because of it. Yeah. So things really changed this year. So up until the end of February this year, I was working a part-time job with my business, which is never fun uh, because you work all hours then because you've got to get stuff done. So, uh, and I had originally planned on February 25th was my last day at my part-time job. And I was supposed to be transitioning into working for another photographer, doing like social media management and things like that. Then COVID happened and there was no place for me. So I had no choice but to like really reevaluate what was going on in my business and the best way to do it. And I had hired a business coach in August of last year, but I hadn't really had the chance to like implement everything because it was wedding season and then like things were crazy and it was just like madness all over. And so at that point, I knew I had to like really change things and get things going. So I switched to IPS. And that's really been like, which is in-person sales, which has really been a game changer for me. Compared to last year, I have tripled my income. Amazing. In the middle of a global pandemic, I have out-earned my husband, who is a senior IT advisor at a Fortune 500 company. And we were able to build our dream house. So, I mean, like really that all comes down to IPS. So April 24th, I started IPS and... Because I started that, I was able to not take on as many sessions as I had needed to in the past. I did the math when I started. And for me to make a 10K month 
at my like old prices and my old setup, I would have had to shoot like 29 sessions, which is a session a day. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Where with IPS, I've maybe like six or seven. Wow. It's that. And because I've been here and I'm more established now, I kept getting inquiries. So I figured why stop? Why don't I just grow my team and put people under me who I know can provide a great experience and I can still provide a great experience for them and be there for them, but continue to grow my team and not put a limit on what I'm able to do as a business. Yeah. So that's where things like started to change. I have an associate in Ohio who he's been my second shooter pretty much since I started and he's one of my best friends. So I brought him on board as an associate and so he can take over my Ohio stuff. So I don't have to be back there all the time. Anything in Ohio and Michigan, he can handle. And then I just brought on another associate in Tennessee. It's really hard finding people that like you can really, really trust. Yeah, for Um, sure. But thankfully I have these two and everything's continuing to grow with them. And which has been great because it allows me to still service clients in a great way. And I like, I know I can, even if I might not be able to like physically be there on their wedding day or for their session. For example, one of my Tennessee associate is shooting a wedding in Nashville for me while I'm in Texas. So I don't have to like Uh rush to get back because I know she can handle it, but we're still like making sure that there's a great experience there for them. That's amazing. It's been a transition, but I love it. I'm sure. I'm sure. So talk to me about that transition, like going from being the solo photographer and like really managing the team was, I'm sure that was one transition, the like almost not physical, but like physical transition of the business going from a one half photographer to choose from to having associates. How did those transitions work? It was honestly pretty smooth because this is something that I had been thinking about for quite a while. I kind of had always thought that like this would probably be the way I go just because I knew that like I have a lot of medical issues. So I knew like physically I can't shoot weddings forever. And also we're going to like start having a family before long. And I need somebody who's going to be able to like take over when I can't and allow me to have more time with my family. Because right now, like I'm like this October, because I had booked this last year, Uh, before we were really full in with my associates, I was booked every weekend. I had six weddings in October and my husband worked Monday through Friday. So for me, like I needed to be able to have a good like work home life balance. And so it wasn't too hard of a transition. I very much have that leadership personality anyway, take charge, take control, like I'm fine managing. So that was an easy step. I think the hardest part was learning how to communicate to my clients that you're still going to get this experience. I just physically won't be the one there, but we're all here to help you. But I think making sure that you have the right people on your team is the biggest way to make sure that you're still giving that great experience because client experience is like my number one priority. And any of my clients will tell you that that's what I strive for. And I, a lot of it comes from like my experience because I did have a bad experience with our photographer. So I know, I know what it's like and I never want to put anybody in that situation. So just really making sure that I had the right people was so hard 
I only brought on my Tennessee associate a few months ago. And it was because I've met so many photographers in Tennessee, but couldn't find one that really fit. And for my videographers, that one was easier for me for some reason. I think maybe just because I had a few here that I like typically referred people to. So I felt confident in saying like, hey, let's partner up and like build a package and like work for me. So that was the hardest thing though. Absolutely. I can, I can definitely appreciate that. I think it's difficult managing a team logistic wise, but I think you and I are the same way. I feel confident in leading a team. It's been a learning curve educating the clients on like, yes, you, you're working with someone else, but I'm here for you. I'm still, we're, we're a team. We make things work. We make things happen. Our priority is making sure that we're delivering what we've promised. So reframing all of that on like social media and on your website and in your consultation calls, is definitely a learning curve. It really is. And knowing how to explain it and be like, I know you may have come for me specifically, but I promise you these people on my team are some of my closest friends. And they're not on my team because they're my friends. They're on my team because I trust them wholeheartedly. Yeah. I mean, my Ohio photographer knows if something happens to me, he has to take over and run my business. I mean, like that is my death plan is Jacob takes over. So (laughs) (laughs) like, it's smart. Yeah. That was something that like, I really sat down and thought about because it was one of those moments where it was like, anything could be ripped away from us in, in one night. So I need to make sure that I have somebody here who like really knows my business and knows what to do. And not that before that, that wasn't already like the plan, but it was still, let's lay this out. And you really know that like, this is what has to happen. It's so smart. I think it's easy for anybody to become complacent when, you know, the business is doing well and things are going great and you're bringing in the money and it's successful and not look at, okay, well, what happens if I'm in a car accident and I can't work or God forbid something does happen to me? Like what happens to the business? You know, for me and you, it's, that's how we're raising a family. That's how we're building our lives. Like we have to put things in place that if something were to happen, like our husbands aren't up ish creek. <laughs> yeah. Without a paddle. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a plan. Because neither of sure. them would survive. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, like there needs to be a plan of, okay, here's what needs to happen. Here are the steps to make it happen. That kind of thing. So I think that is brilliant. Okay. All right. So I know you talked about Jacob and you have known each other for a long time. It was a a much easier transition. Talk to me about the associate in Tennessee. Like, how did you find her? How did you figure out it was the best fit? Was there like an application process? How did, what did that look like? It was kind of by accident that I found her. I had been talking to my business coach and telling her like, I really need somebody in Tennessee, but I haven't found anybody. And she just happens to be in Nashville too. Uh, my business coach does. So like we become really good friends and we were just talking, but she's like also seeing the photographers that are around here and has worked with some of them and like talked to some of them. And she's like, honestly, I don't know what to tell you because I agree with you. Like I can't, I don't see anybody that I would say confidently you should bring on your team. 
And then Diana reached out to me. She's a new, she was a newer photographer and was like, not newer, but she was getting into weddings. And she's like, Hey, could I just shadow you at one of your weddings? I like not asking for pay. Can I just come along and see like how your day works? And she reached out to me probably in like May or June. And I was like, yeah, I have this August wedding that you can come to everything else. Like I've got a second shooter for, or is out of town. Um, I think most of them were out of town just because of like rearranging everything because of COVID and whatnot. And so she, and we had like chatted here and there about like other things and um, kind of gotten to know each other. And then she messaged me about something and we ended up like doing a headshot exchange uh, one day. And then like the next week was that wedding that she shadowed me on. And her drive to learn was the biggest thing for me and like was always wanting to learn more from me and was really going out of her way to try to better herself and better her business. And on top of that, like her work was great. So, but I think like personality was the much bigger factor for me than anything else because you can train a photographer, but you can't change a personality. So at the end of her working with me for that one wedding, I said, would like, I asked her, would you be willing to come like associate for me if I needed you? And she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever you need. And then it's at first, I think it kind of came across as like, Hey, like if I need somebody as an associate, would you be willing to? And then, but it's like grown so much more from then. And now she is on the team and she's a part of the team and there's no question in that it's fully capable and forward and we're going for it. That's so awesome. I love hearing like other people's success just gets me jazzed. It just makes me so excited. Uh, Your success has been great to watch from the sidelines too. Aw, well, thanks. So, okay. You're looking at 2021. 2020 Mm -hmm. has been like bananas and a half, right? Like a Mm -hmm. whole circus. Like everyone, we've all gotten in that circus. So what does 2021 look like? You've built your team this year. You've had the best year in business that, you know, so far. So what is that looking like? What's that shaping up for you so far? So right now, the wedding industry is kind of up in the air still. Yeah. Um, Nobody really knows what's going to happen, especially with this new spike coming again and places shutting down again. Nobody really knows what's coming. So I'm thinking that engagements are going to be shorter or it's going to be a lot of like smaller weddings in 2021. We've got... I think 12 weddings on the book or something like that. Two more like in the pipeline ready to like come on just because they're deciding on a venue, but we're here when they have a date basically is like the only thing. So I think we've got, I mean, we're about there, which for being the beginning of November is pretty decent for us being in the middle of a global pandemic. So I'm pretty okay with that. Sessions are starting to come in, which that's really like, most profitable area is like, yes, weddings bring in like a bigger amount at one time, but for the amount of time it takes for a wedding compared to a session, sessions are actually more profitable, especially in the IPS world. So it's really coming in and we're getting there. We're about to start running ads today for weddings for next year for the team. We were kind of waiting for the election to be over since that impacted social media so much yeah um and longer than expected because we didn't have an answer <laughs> and yeah. um 
So I was waiting for that to all get done so we can really start pushing. But it's, I mean, it's turning out to be a good year. Our spring is pretty full already, which is great. And I know like sessions are going to come in. Obviously, like those don't book out like six months in advance. Typically, that's a little bit closer to the time. But the good thing is I have my team. And so like, if I'm booked, then I have somebody else. Yeah, so for sure. it's turning out like 2021 is going to be a good year. And then I think I might have some other things coming. We'll see maybe some education stuff. I'm not sure. Love it. So uh, just started with coaching clients. So but yeah, uh, maybe a little bit more in education. We'll see. I don't know how much but we'll see. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. I love that you're doing the in-person sales. I meant to mention it earlier. And it's actually a podcast that is coming up here probably after the first of the year. We talked in depth about in-person sales. And I truly, truly believe, and I said this on this on that podcast too, I think in-person sales, if you're looking to grow a six-figure photography business, in-person sales yep. is where it's at. Like Absolutely. it's just... It's 100% where it's at. If you want to have a sustainable photography business, that was my biggest revelation. I started in-person sales on April 24th, to put in perspective. So I was, we were already four months into the year and I'll hit six figures this year. I'll hit six figures before the end of this month. Um, so I think like three weeks into doing IPS, I, was, I told my coach, I was like, I, you could never have done this if you were just doing shoot and burn. Because you would die. You yeah. would get, go into burnout after like three months. And that's what, I mean, so many photographers are battling or they're, you know, working two jobs or working more than two jobs and trying to do this on the side. But like, and I've heard this before, like it takes time to do IPS. It takes me four hours to shoot a session, edit and do an IPS reveal. That's it. Right. And that makes that makes up for three sessions. Yeah. With one IPS sale. So say you got three one hour sessions, that's three hours right there, not including your editing time. Right. So it's just you save so much time with IPS, even though like it seems like upfront it might take time. But honestly, it's the best thing you can do for yourself. So with your IPS, do you edit all of the images and then do the reveal or do you? Yeah, um, I don't edit all of them. I go through and call down to like a certain amount. And then I do a review. I do like a light edit. I throw my preset on and then I do a reveal session. It's usually about like two hours after the session. Um, Actually, I'm after this, I'm headed straight to a session for that. it's been a little bit crazy week or it's going to be a crazy week. And last week was crazy. Cause I was like, we had a COVID scare. So I had to quarantine things. Oh, gosh, I'm fine. Pushed. I don't have it. Yeah. Like, I tested negative, but it took like four days to get results. Right. So like sessions got pushed. Yeah. So I do it right afterward. If I can, sometimes I can't just because of like different things. Like we're they're from out of town or like yeah. just re- different things. Sometimes I can't do it. And then I'll do it through Zoom later right. if we're not local. But yeah, I try to do same day reveals. So that's awesome. I was talking to the the other guests that we talked about this, and I was curious how much editing time it actually ends up saving you because you're not, you know, you're not editing 150 or 200 images. 
So I'm really bad and still end up with a lot of images because I overshoot. I try really hard to not do it, but like I, I can see as every photographer ever. (laughs) Well, you have to think too. I shoot a lot of dogs. So for me, it's like one of those things where like you have to take so many because they're like out of 50, you get one maybe. (laughs) Right. Or like they, their human might not be looking because they're looking at them or like they might be blinking or so I end up with a lot of images and sometimes I keep extras just because if it'll fit on a canvas some of them will fit on a canvas better than others and things like that right so like and I explain that to my clients when we're going through them but um it does save me quite a bit of time because it just makes me sit down and do it I gotcha I think that's the biggest thing is it just like makes me sit down and do it and not like dilly dally around and also like I know we're not keeping any duplicates. We're not keeping anything that looks remotely similar. Like we're going to knock it out. And so fit in this timeline to get these back for a reveal session. So like we got to hurry. I think it probably does save me quite a bit of time. And I would say probably like two hours a session or so maybe. Um, But the amount of time that I'll like make up for not having to shoot other sessions, it m- makes up a significant amount of time. That's awesome. We've covered a lot of ground. So if you had one tip to give someone who's wanting to grow a team for 2021, what would it be? Don't trust the first person you come across, even if they seem like they might be a good fit. Do a trial run. I think that was the biggest thing for me was like making sure it was people I could really, really trust. Even my video team was I said my video team was easier, but I did have like some issues, but I think don't just use people because they're friends, because like they might not be a good fit for your brand. You need to make sure that the people who are working under your brand are people whose values align with yours. And not only that, but make sure their shooting styles are similar too. I know that seems like a a common sense thing, but like not everybody shoots. I mean, people don't shoot the same way. And I... I've gotten lucky with like the people that I really trust are also people who shoot very similarly to me. So you wouldn't know no difference between my stuff and theirs. And actually like Jacob, my associate in Ohio has called me out on accidentally posting his stuff. So (laughs) he's like, that photo looks familiar. And I'm like, Oh, is that yours? I have no idea. Like we shoot (laughs) with the same camera body. All of like the metadata is the same in Lightroom. I'm like, I had no idea. Sorry. Like, (laughs) oopsie I'm like you work for me anyway I own the image (laughs) that's true that is true that's awesome okay so now to wrap it up I always do three I always say quick fire and then I always say they're not that quick all right so your favorite business tool honeybook even though I know you hate it (laughs) um there I don't hate it anymore I just Devsana is still my favorite, but Honeybook's getting better. Uh, oh, or Fundy. Fundy Ooh, is my that? other one. Uh, it's what I use for all of my reveal sessions. I throw all the images in there once they've been edited, and then it makes a slideshow, and then I can also design my albums and wall art in there. So mm-hmm. it makes my life real easy. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. So then what is your favorite quote? So my favorite quote is, don't downgrade your dream just to fit your reality. Upgrade your convictions to match your destiny. Yeah, that's 
So good. It's so good. I think it's so important to like, regardless of what your situation is, you can make it happen. It may take grit. It may take tenacity. It may take sleepless nights and ramen, but daggone it, you you can make it happen. For sure. Okay. So we've actually done this, but I am dying to do it again. So I want to know if you and I were to go grab drinks again, where would we go and what would we have? Well, knowing us, we'd end up at a coffee shop. Um, For real? We or would. we'd end up at pizza again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you can't beat either of those things. No, you can't. <laughs> um, you can't. So I can't drink coffee, but I always end up with a hot chocolate, which is totally fine by me. So oh, man. Okay. So I have to like tell you about my hot chocolate. I'm a hot chocolate snob now. And I haven't, of course been, you are. I know, I know, but I haven't been able to find a hot chocolate that beats the ones that I had when I lived in Alaska. What a snobby thing to say. I know, <laughs> I'm, I know, I know, but it's the truth. Like they have, whenever you go to Alaska, because I know you will eventually shoot an elopement oh, or a wedding there. Cause I know I'm working on it. List. Yeah, it is. But when you do, they have these amazing itty bitty coffee shacks all over the side of the road. They have those all over Seattle too. Do they really? Well, okay. Outside of Seattle. So like my couple, my couple lived like, um, North of Everett. Okay. So it was, so everywhere through there, it was those like little coffee shacks. They have and the, I was like, this is amazing. Yes. I, when I moved, when I lived in Alaska, I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, this is the best thing ever. And yeah, I just, I haven't found hot chocolate that's better than that so far. So I'll have to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I've, I had some really good ones when I was in Paris last year too. So Ooh, I'm like, I bet that I just need to there. travel again. Yes. That's really my yes. issue. Same. I'm like, same. A year ago today, I was in Paris, so I'm, like, dying inside. Dying inside. Seeing all of my time hop stuff that's, like, you were doing this last year. I was, like, yeah, I'm aware. Right. Like, I was, like, getting stuck in, like, the metro system and, like, you know, out till 4 a.m. in Paris <laughs> and don't tell my mother. <laughs> I won't. I promise. I think I may have told her. But <laughs> after I got back. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. There are many things that I've, that I've told my mom after, well, after it's happened. Oh goodness. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. I've had such a great time and I know our listeners are going to love this. Thank you for having me. It was so great to talk to you again. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.